0: everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Let Us Sip. This is
1: your girl Brittany. It's your girl Kaylani.
0: Chofi Sophie. I'm here again with you guys. Who are you? Are you? <laughs> what do you want from us? I know. Just she what? loves us. Exactly. We <laughs> Heart you too. Oh, and as you guys can see, we have a guest. How you doing? How you doing? <laughs> More male energy. We have real estate Maine. What's up, real estate Maine?
2: I'm chilling. How you ladies feeling today? What's we up? Are here. Thank you for
0: joining us today. Absolutely. Yes. I've been ha-
2: dying to get here.
0: <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> oh. Dying to have you. Exactly. Well, let's talk. So. I want you to just introduce yourself briefly to everybody. Tell us a little bit about
2: yourself. Um. Well, my name, everybody know me as Maine. Jermaine is my real name. Um. Everybody call me real estate Maine. Um, heavy in the real estate game. Heavy. I know a lot about real estate. I've been doing it from the ground up. So I know it from the mortgage side to the title side to construction side to the flipping side mm-hmm. to the development side Um. to the lending side. I do all of it, like literally hands on every single aspect of it. I've been doing it since I was 18. Um, doing it my first year, bought well, my first house at nineteen, doing wow. it. Nice. Um, been successful, had some bumpy roads, you know, definitely went broke twice doing it. Very, very proud to say that. Mm-hmm. Um and I'm here now. It's been a great year. Twenty twenty has been a great year in real estate for me. Um last couple years have been very good, but this last year been really exceptional with everything that's going on. So here to share some secrets, some knowledge, get you guys up and running.
1: Cool.
0: Yes. Well I'm happy to hear that you had a, a successful twenty twenty with all that's been going on. Um so this is let us sip, exactly. Let's 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 sip to that. Um <laughs> to that. If you, this is your first time listening and watching, we pick a word throughout the show and we say that word and that is called our sip of the week. So this sip of the week is gonna be the word real estate.
1: Real estate.
0: Real estate. There you go. Let's drink it up. All right. So once we have guests on the show, we like to play a little game to try to ease you up and get you more comfortable. I know guys sometimes hate being in a room full of women because they like, oh, here y'all go with y'all nagging asses. (laughs) (laughs) So we just want to make you feel comfortable. And the game that we're going to play this week is called I'm Curious to Know. okay? Okay. So just know... We're going to start off slow, <laughs> but it, it goes real fast, okay? This,
2: this sounds a little...
0: Uh. <laughs> <laughs> so, starting it off slow. I'm curious to know, if your lady gives you a whole pass, are you going to take that whole pass?
2: I don't think any man can deny that whole pass <laughs> because many reasons, right? Mm-hmm. So I spoke to an older man one day. He said that his wife actually gave him a whole pass once every two years. And yeah. she came up with the idea. She said, I got to make you venture out sometimes to come right back in just for fun. And because she does that every two years, he doesn't step out at all. At mm. all. Mm. You understand what I'm saying? I have a friend that because him and his lady sometimes might step out together, mm-hmm. he doesn't cheat at all. Mm-hmm. So it's very interesting concept. I never thought about it until I had those both conversations. So if she gave me a whole pass, yes, I would.
1: Oh. Okay, that's interesting. That's very man. interesting. I ain't
0: gonna lie, I might take the pass. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? You said it was okay.
1: Say one hey, time, a no man, strings can't attached. Eat steak every
0: day. Yeah, uh, you gonna have heart problems, but yeah, you can yeah,
1: that's, problem. <laughs> that's the rules. <walls. laughs>
0: so, say you're at a lady's house, okay, mm-hmm. and um, you excuse yourself real quick. I'm curious to know while in her bathroom. If it's filthy, are you still staying to fulfill that whole past? No,
2: absolutely not. <laughs> absolutely not. What?
0: what is it about, men? Y'all hate the hair on the floor. What's wrong with hair on the floor? Even the hair on the
2: floor. I mean, hair on the floor is gonna be there regardless. I deal with that every day with my daughter. Yeah, uh-huh. because the they have like mm-hmm. hair, but when and you the bathroom is filthy, I mean, that says a lot about you as a person. So I'm gonna take that
0: pass. So you're not you're not with the makeup nah, all over the nah, countertop. Nah,
2: nah. <laughs> that's different. So we talking about makeup? Oh, we're talking about the bathroom is dirty. Oh no, it's filthy. Okay, yes. Yeah, so but you know, you know how girls like it's just a little bit of makeup. You know, you know let you me like, if real if quick. If, you, if I could clearly see that you just open up your makeup and you're going out, but you're in a rush, that's cool. You know, it's, it's regular shit. Nobody's perfect. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Right. Sometimes I go home and I throw my clothes and put some on. I got to run. <laughs> I come home clean later. But if I literally come to you, your toilet, got rings on it, oh, and that yes. little <laughs> area behind the toilet
0: is <laughs> dirty. Oh, oh yes. no, can't the, forbidden oh,
2: part, the forbidden part, the yellow part. Yeah, you gotta go, sweetheart.
0: Right, because now you want the bottom of her feet black. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so this is a part two and three to this question. Mm-hmm. So we're still curious, okay? So say her bathroom isn't that bad. It is doable. You know, she ran out real quick. I'm curious to know, while you're in her bathroom, are you in her medicine cabinet?
2: I think everybody's going <laughs> to somebody's medicine cabinet. <laughs> <laughs> I think every <laughs> but I think everyone in the world going to medicine. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. a, po- it's a it was a post that my boy at post one time. He's like, "Y'all worried about what you bro I'm at her medicine cabinet, i checking um googling all the all the all the, all the medication. Yes. Part
0: 3. <laughs> Are you looking at the medicine and googling, googling? it as well?
2: I'm googling that uh, <laughs> This bitch is
0: crazy. You <laughs> might
2: have schizophrenia, medication, yeah. you know what
0: I'm saying? right, you never right. Know. So yeah, so well, that that that's the game. Nice. So you did you did okay. Are you, you, are you comfortable? Yeah, I'm cool. You good? <laughs> so let's let's have another sip. Real estate, yeah, it's real estate. All right. So. You're into flipping homes. Mm-hmm. Tell us a little bit about the adventure and how you came into flipping.
2: I want the story from the beginning. So, I what made me get into real estate was I didn't even know what I really wanted to do when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Um, my mom wanted me to be a doctor because most of my family's are doctors. Um, my other family wanted me to be like a pilot. I didn't want to do that. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying I actually had a, a nervous breakdown when I got accepted to St. John's University in my first year because I was doing, um, I was dissecting a frog and I really did not like blood. And, and I kind of went home and I kind of slipped out and everyone like, I'm not doing this shit. This is not for me. Mm-hmm. I used to always find myself watching HGTV um, hours and hours and I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. I always loved to de- de- okay. destroy something, rebuild it. I was like, I like the idea of real estate. Uh-huh. So I just didn't know how I was going to get into it. But what happened, ironically, I was throwing parties to make money because I was always a hustler. So I was throwing parties to make like teen jams and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I was doing a situation they call like a round robin,
0: mm-hmm. where
2: everybody gets a week, and then that like next Thursday is your Thursday. But we all like a susu, every, like a susu. Basically, uh-huh. um, one particular guy's name was Chad Murray. Um, all praises to him. He pretty much was one of the round, one of the susu members. And on a particular Thursday, he would spend more money than he made that night. And me curious man, I asked him. I said, "Why do you throw part if you spend more than you make? Mm-hmm. You're buying bottles. You're having a good time." He said, "I do this for fun." He gave me a business card. but I really do, he said, "My mortgage broke up." So I started questioning a little bit about it. Now, granted, he's driving a. 19-something Honda Accord with the airbags <laughs> all hanging out, the shit. I'm, t- I'm fucking 19 hoopty. years old. I'm driving a Lexus GS300 at the time Buggy out. 20-inch mm. rims. I'm, I'm killing it back then. You know, I'm kind <laughs> the of looking like a whole drug dealer. If, 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 you know what I'm saying? You're the apart. Yeah. So I'm looking at it. I'm like, hold up. Why well, should I listen to him? But something was like, nah. this just something Faith was like, nah. So... Uh, what He said, come to my office if you see us in a suit and tie. I went there because I'm always curious. Mm-hmm. Sat down. He was like, listen, I'm going to give you an opportunity of a lifetime. The opportunity was I'm going to make you a telemarketer. I'm going to give you $300, no, no, 150 a week, 150 a week, mm-hmm. plus 15% commission on everything that you close. Mm-hmm. My curious self again, what is the number of what I close? He said it could range from 10 to 20. To eighteen thousand, whatever twenty fourth or whatever, depending on the percentage and how it works. I said, "All right, cool." I went home. I thought about it. I thought about it. I said, "I'm gonna take it." At that time, I was making eleven 1, hundred a week at a shipping company job. Hmm. So for me, gonna make eleven 1, hundred a week to one hundred fifty a week with commission is kind of like, all right. What I liked about it is that no one could dictate what I made. There was no end to what I made. Mm-hmm. Um. And prior to me being in the shipping company job, I was in Circus City and I used to sell phones, sell, sell R.I.P. Sell. to yep. Circus, Circus City. City. And I used to sell, 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 sell phone, but I realized I'm I'm the margin was like five phones a day. I'm selling seven, eight, nine, ten. I'm not getting no commission If I'm not getting nothing for it. So I was like, no, quit that got the job for eleven hundred dollars a month in the shipping company. Then he gave me an opportunity, I felt like how hard I went, it's how, how much money I'm gonna make. Mm-hmm. And I'm and I'm an over overachiever. So I like to Go above and beyond everybody's head. So you thrived in mm-hmm. this is basically like what you're like, saying. I like a challenge. So mm-hmm. my first mm-hmm. check, I got it four months, four months after I started. My first check was $7,200. I never look back. I was just about to say, mm-hmm. I, I'm assuming that you just ran with it after that. I never look back. But then <laughs> I, I did that as a telemarketer for one, for one year, a year and a half. Mm-hmm. He, like, really made me grind to become a, then he told me how to be a realtor. Um, not a realtor, a mortgage broker. Mm-hmm. He gave me the opportunity to be a mortgage broker and to build a team. Within six months I had sixteen guys working for me. Oh wow. Under me. Mm. So I was managing sixteen guys while I was getting to override of everything they did while running my own my own team. So dope. That was that was really dope. And then from there I just never stopped, never looked back. I kept doing mortgages. I still do mortgages to this day. I just kept doing mortgages, kept doing mortgages, Then when I when the market crashed, I think in two thousand and eight.
0: Yes. Mm-hmm. When it
2: crashed, like I was sitting in a six hundred thousand dollar house. I am only like twenty something years old. I just found that I'm having a daughter, mm. and the market crashed. My daughter was just born, like a week after the market. I'm like, hold uh. on. I'm like, hold on.
0: So, question mm. with that, with the market crashing, a lot of people kind of don't understand about how that that affected a lot of people. Like you said, you're in a six hundred thousand dollar house. So, how? Can you explain to people like how, what, what that actually means, like when they talk about the house crash? So what
2: happened was the house, the house bubble burst, meaning that the inflation of properties, they just stopped it. Mm-hmm. People probably being inflated. All of the programs was 100% financed, and no money down, sign and go, stated, stated income, stated assets, that just stopped.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Also, with that being said, if the banks lose so much money, you went from selling a 4 5% interest rate five and a half percent interest rate. Now the banks are giving out thirteen percent. So imagine trying to sell somebody a refund. It's at thirteen percent. You're not closing no I think I closed one deal. You're not closing no deals. Mm-hmm. So now by not closing no deals, you're not making no money. Mm-hmm. You're not making no money. The money you have on reserve is gone. Right. So at that point I think I had like uh, maybe like eighty grand on reserve, mm-hmm. but guess what? I was young. I had three cars, mortgage, Baby. lifestyle, I threw it on the way, I was still in college. I'm like, yo, this is too much. So I guess mm-hmm. what happened? I broke <laughs> moved mm. back home to mommy house <laughs> you wow. know what I'm saying? it was cool it was a life learning it was like it was life learning for me moved back home and I had to start all over then mm-hmm. the, the process started to come back in slowly and slowly and slowly
1: mm-hmm. when that
2: happened I then decided to I got scared still scared to this day I got scared and I said, you know what when I make some money let me put it into into other things that can make me money mm-hmm. open the business open a tattoo shop. Oh, wow. That kept me afloat. Mm-hmm. But then I realized, if I can make all this money again, and I'm opening this business, why don't I stick to what I do, what I love to do? So I closed You can say it,
0: because we could drink to it. Real yeah.
2: estate. Real estate.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> so I just said, you know what? Forget this. I just went back in real estate full throttle. Mm-hmm. Guess what? Invested a couple of times. Started to learn how to invest. Went broke again.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, your biggest fear came back but again? But every
2: time I went broke, I went broke for a purpose. It's not like I went broke because I was outside spending right. money. Mm-hmm. I was investing, I was learning. So, it was the right. learning curve. And then, after the second time, I was like, nah, that's it. And I was very meticulous how I spent it, and I moved after that.
1: Mm.
2: And then, that's where I am right now, where it's like, all right, I know the game, I know what to do, what not to do, when to pull out, not to go, when to go. You know, it's like, I know the game, Like I got the game like really down pat right now.
0: Mm hmm. Dope. So, can you dispel some of the myths? that people have when it comes to buying a home like um there's a myth that i've seen that you do not need to be pre-approved in order to purchase a home.
2: Realistically speaking, no but yes. I'm going to tell you no. You don't need to be pre-approved just to look at a house. That's to look at houses by yourself. If
0: mm-hmm. you decide
2: that you want to go and just walk into an open house, that's all on your behalf. Mhm. But now you have no control and power because we don't know if you can qualify for it or not. So you can't make an offer mm-hmm. before, looking, before getting pre-approved. So the reality is that you have to have an actual pre-approval to actually make an offer. Can you go waste people's time and look at houses and walk to open houses all day? Like mm-hmm. I, That's oh, what wind, relatives hate. That's window, why they want window you. Window <laughs> shopping? Cool. But you cannot legally make an offer without a pre-approval letter. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You can't make an offer without so,
0: it. So, quick story 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 (laughs) we woke up one day and said hey let's just go see if we can buy a house and we went to the bank got pre-approved ignorant about the whole fucking process and they pre-approved us for like 200,000 so we like oh yeah let's go ahead so we find a realtor and we start looking for homes. So we found one that we really really liked and it was like 205 or something like that a little bit over. So my husband being the person he is, he he likes the bottom line. Like all this shit is nice, but let me know what's the number that I'm going to have to pay and Straight I'm committed toy to. Right. Yeah. Straight to So when he found out that $200,000, I guess what I credit at the time was going to leave us with, like, a $1,400 mortgage, he was like, nah, we can't do this. So, like, we basically learned how to buy a house (laughs) ass-backwards. So we had to then go and figure out what our budget would be, um, what we're comfortable with paying, and then we actually had to go back from scratch and pay off old debt
2: before we even could look at another house. See, the problem is that a lot of people don't realize is that people have spending habits, and I see that a lot. Mm-hmm. So I have a lot of clients that come in for pre-approvals all the time. I probably do about 10 pre-approvals a week. Mm-hmm. Come in and they say, um, I make $150,000. I want this. I got you pre-approved for $700,000. Mm-hmm. When I tell you the payment of $700,000, you're like, oh, I can't afford it. You can afford it on paper, mm-hmm. but your lifestyle can't afford it. Right. So what I tell yeah. people is this. Give me a payment that's comfortable for you, and I'm going to tell you if you're being realistic. You come to me and say, hey, man I want a house in New York for $3,200 $3, a month. $3,000 a month, but I'm putting mm-hmm. out X amount of dollars, that's reasonable because New York taxes are higher, right. prices are higher. That's reasonable. Mm-hmm. But if you come to me and tell me, listen, I want to buy a house and I want to pay $800 a month, I'm going to tell you, God bless you, have a good day. <laughs> right. You know, so let's not waste time. Let's not waste yourself time. Yeah. If I take this house at 590 and you got to put down you know, 15% or 3%, 3.5%, which is minimum, mm-hmm. and you, I take the mortgage $3,700, tax insurance and private mortgage and PMI, and you say you can't afford that, then... Why we here? Exactly. I'm giving you the real. One thing about me is I don't sell stories to clients. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, I used to in the sense that I used to try to make everybody happy in the business, and that was a part of my failure. Now, the last two, three years, I'm just black and white. You can't do it. Have a good day. I can't help you. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. Know? Yeah. Because people waste their time. They're not realistic. Right. A lady says to me, um, I'm paying 1600 for rent. On my mortgage to be 1650 I said, you're paying that for rent,
0: Mm-hmm.
2: not for a home that is yours. Right. You understand know what I'm saying? You're in a you're in a building, that's a four unit, a three unit, that all those renters is adding up to pay that one mortgage. Yeah. They don't, yeah. They don't understand the concept.
0: Yeah. You know? Like again, another myth that I um had, people think that just because the house looks nice, especially if it's renovated, people think just because the house looks nice that they don't need to get an inspector yeah. before they actually close
2: the deal. You should always get an inspection report. Always hundred percent. I even even my own house, I tell clients, have an inspection report, but we walk up from the table, we walk in a rainbow piece. Mm-hmm, right. Inspection report, we come to agreement with them, fix, not fix, adjust. Mm-hmm.
0: You know, sometimes
2: inspectors is bullshit. They so bottom line <sighs> is this, some houses are don't some there's no it's no issues, right? Minor is shit, bullshit. Mm-hmm. But inspector has to put something. Mm-hmm. Some of the things are so retarded, it's like, all right, are you serious, bro? Just will tell them, listen, the house is perfect. They'll tell them, listen, the house is perfect. It's a little adjustments, but there's nothing wrong with the house. But I always suggest an inspection report.
0: Especially like we bought a flip. It looked great. It looked amazing until we started living there. (laughs) And then we realized, hey, it was cold one day. The heat's not working properly. When we went through the inspection, the heat worked. It wasn't that cold outside. But when it got to June and not June, I'm sorry, when it got to like January, February, um, it was like 10 degrees outside and it was about 50 degrees in the house. And we had a, a one year old at that time. So, you know, owning a house and what a lot of people would tell you is, oh, I'm not owning no house because I don't have the maintenance people that can come. Like, I have to fix that. Like, I literally called the owner and I'm like, I know this ain't your responsibility, but y'all flip this. But is there someone else that I can reach out to that could fix the heat for us? Like we had a plumbing problem that they didn't notice. They even cheated us with um the installation. We have an extra room over our bedroom that had, it, it appeared to be installation. But once you lift it up, the other part of the roof had no installation at all. So we were really fucked. Because <laughs> we didn't know like a lot of things we ended up learning, like we had to dig our front yard up the three of us, me, him, and his coworker, because we had a pipe like every time we would flush the toilet, it'll back up into the front yard, mm-hmm. so and the city couldn't do it because it wasn't a clog on the city side, it was a clog on That's our right. side, mm-hmm. so we got um estimates from people, and they were telling us that. To, in order for them to fix that was $7,000 for them to replace a PV a it was an old um, cast iron pipe but we had Wait, to get so a PVC, PVC pipe which is what PVC pipe isn't Cheap. expensive at Cheap. all $7,000 oh man we did it ourselves mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. but yes real estate cause god damn it that was a fucking day
1: <laughs> real estate
0: mm. yeah. I remember I had spoke to your husband he like I'm like what are you doing he like Jeez, I'm digging in the ground right now. I'm like, and you're shit. doing what? <laughs> <laughs> shit, is that, what came out of know, it. But that, you know, mm. that's the thing about home moment, and even like living in a home, even renting out. But it's certain things to be like, who responsibility is this? And it, and you end up doing it, and you're in fucked up situations. Mm-hmm. I learned how to change locks. I'm just a renter inside. But I didn't learn how to change locks. I learned how to put the oil inside the tank. I'm like, this is not my
1: responsibility.
2: You know, it's crazy though. In, in, in some investors' part, we don't go as deep as finding out what the pipes are from the outside coming in. We typically check the pipes that's coming in and the house directly from the mm-hmm. trap coming in. So a lot of times, like, you know, they don't, I'm you know, I don't know them. So obviously something they didn't do was right. Well, like, it was a, a it was a was tree was in the front yard. You know and the roots grew, grew into, into that it.
0: pipe. Mm.
2: So I've had an issue like that before with a client that after a while they could not flush. Like when we had the inspections, we had to house for six months no issues. Mm-hmm. But after being in the house every day and living in there every day and every day yeah, and every day, things used. build up as being used. So now mm. the problem occur. You know, we don't know. When we buy a house in the auction, we don't know what problem. We just try to come in and do as much as we can to make it you know, make sure everything works. So, mm-hmm. so we had to end up paying like it was like fifty some hundred to have them come and break the concrete, change it out, and bring it back into the house. And it'd be
0: the simple yeah. things that cost the money. The simple mm-hmm. things that you think, oh, I can just, I can just switch that out. Yes. Nah, <laughs> uh,
1: uh-uh. uh it don't work that I way. Know and you feel like and even, uh, um, unstoppable though. Like once you like actually did it yourself, though, it was, it was we like, like wait, hold, hold on, and Cal. we from uh, the project. Yes. Okay, we, we back project babies. It's yes. Like wait, we went from. Living in a project to gutting it out myself. Okay,
2: cool. You know, and, and the funny thing is that even an inspector couldn't pick up something like that. Mm-hmm. Right. Because again, like I got sold the house last week Tuesday. The lady called me she's like, "Hey, man, this man." I said, "Listen, at the closing table, I told you you have my number for thirty days.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: As you go, something I said, it's going to be adjustment when you just first build the house. It's always some little adjust because you start using these things mm-hmm. maximum right. AC. Might have to adjust the AC. Might have to adjust the hot water tank water because you're there now.' Mm-hmm. I always tell my clients to so call me. I'll send somebody over there to fix it. That's dope. Especially when it's a flip. You know what I'm saying? Right. I'll we'll mm-hmm. send, send a guy over there for a date. He'll knock it out, and they'll be right back. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: That's dope. That's dope. Real estate. Y'all drink, too, okay? <laughs> so what you said earlier struck a chord with me. You said when um, you decided to, you know, go. you said you went to St. John's, yeah. and you had mentioned you had a breakdown. Yeah. Can you get into, like, it was it was a
2: lot, you know. I was going a lot going on my life at that time, you know. Um, I never had a father, so coming up without a father, I realized how many things I missed mm-hmm. in life when I got to that point in my life. Like like, damn, I'm coming to college now. He he never was here. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt like I didn't have my own to go and to do what I wanted to do. It was so much pressure from the family to be successful, you know. So that kind of like, I all of that together, that like, like mentally, I like fucked me up a little bit. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So that was bad. And then after I had my daughter and everything, you know, everything crashed, I went into even a deeper depression mm-hmm. for almost, like, 16 years.
0: Wow. A very
2: long time. Like, I didn't need mm-hmm. my depression in, these, in January 2020, January 1st, 2020. Like, after New Year's, I was like, I cannot do it no more.
0: Wow. You know what I'm saying?
2: No one knew. Mm-hmm. People knew, like, my family knew, but, like, on the outside, I would never know. I would and never it, show it. And
0: it's crazy now, like, mental health is being uh, more put to the forefront now because people are really struggling mentally. And then I think it's a lot harder when it comes to black men and them expressing, excuse me, expressing themselves because you guys always have to be the hard person. You always have to be the problem solver. So, like, what what steps did you take to try to manage the depression?
2: You know, for me, I went to therapy. Okay. I had to go to therapy. I had to. When I went to therapy, I started to realize what the issues were. Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying and a lot of the issue too is like just the way just again we have to cope with these things that we don't have to like we are not allowed to have any feelings Mm -hmm. any emotions to complain to feel compassion but then it's like we can't if we be soft and don't have compassion or feel a certain way or we don't feel emotions or we talk about how we feel inside Mm -hmm. oh you soft my nigga you soft you this you that you know what I'm saying but then guess what when we build that up guess what happened? we explode and when we explode,
0: yeah, angry black man, yeah.
2: Now we in jail. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So most of the, if you if you talk to most of black men incarcerated, it's not because they're b- bad people, because they don't know how to channel themselves and they never yeah. have outlet to channel mm-hmm. that. So mm-hmm. now you so now you incarcerate a bunch of black brothers that already was already mentally messed up before. Mm-hmm. Now they even worse. Yeah, you putting them among themselves. You know what I'm saying. So that's the issue. The issue that we have in that, even with females as women too, like. You got to ask your people, are you okay? Mm -hmm. People don't understand. Those simple words, are you okay? Like, I just had a conversation with my daughter's mom, and I said to her, I always ask you every two weeks or every week, are you okay? I said, "Um, have you, when the last time you if I'm okay? She said to me, she was like, "Um, I haven't. You know, I apologize. And I know she means no harm, because she'll do the world for me. You know, Mm -hmm. we're we're best friends. You know what I'm saying? like best friends. That's my homie. Mm -hmm. But... Just to ask if I'm okay. So today, we had this conversation about three days ago. So driving here, she texts me, Hey, it's a nice day. How you feeling today? How's everything going with you? Are you okay? And it meant a lot to me because you were actually like
0: mm-hmm. you're putting your right. best foot
2: forward. So it made me like have a better my day felt even brighter coming here to mm-hmm. know that there's up, a right. person out there's a person that actually cares about your actual feelings. Are you okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's going on with you? You know, All I got right. a couple of friends, like brothers, I come to brothers that they'll check on me. Like, you good, bro? Mm-hmm. I'm talking like two, three, you good. You everything good with you? How you feeling? Mm-hmm. How's your date, How's everything yeah. going? How's the kids? How are you? How are you? Like, you know what I'm saying? Right. Which is important.
0: And we, then they also have to follow up. Like, just yeah. because you ask me, am I okay, you have to follow up and listen to me, yeah. too. Because yeah. that, that works hand in hand together
2: as well. And I'm learning that, too. I'm learning to do that, too. You know what I'm saying? Like I have a one friend, um, my boy Rick, like he always check on me. You okay, bro? You good? How you feeling? How's everything? You all right? Like,
1: mm-hmm.
2: Like genuinely, he checks on all of us. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I gotta reciprocate the same thing too. Like, you know, the other day, whatever case he's going through some stuff, and um I didn't really I felt like I didn't check on him as much as I, I should have. Mm-hmm. So, I, so mm-hmm. I said, listen, let's get a drink. I took him out the first thing on my mouth for listen, bro, I apologize. I felt like I wasn't there for you the way I should have been there for you. Mm-hmm. Even though he was like, Yo, you got so much going on, man. It was still like, nah, I should have still been there. Right. Right. My brother, like, you know what I'm saying? Right. And that's right. what we, as black men, got to get more into, checking on each other. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They People think because you got money or you got this or you got that, we don't be okay. That's, mm-hmm. just, a, that's just a fucking cover of the truth. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And that's why we're failing. And once we, as black men, can come together and understand that it's okay to talk to each other, we're going to be unstoppable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I'm so happy that mental health has been a big forefront for the world lately, like, because I'm proud to see that. You know what I'm saying? Right.
1: It's important um, because, honestly, I, I know what you mean as far as, like, going to school. I was a biology major. Um, I went <laughs> straight to college from 17, from, like, hanging out, going outside with my friends to, like, okay, so, this is—you're here, stuck here in Virginia. Good luck. You know what I mean? See you in four years. Graduate. So, it, it felt like, in a sense— a lot of people like, oh, it was like the best years of my life. But at first, it was like an incarcerate. i felt like I was incarcerated. Like, I had—you know, we had to be in the house—well, in a dorm yeah, by 11 curfew. o'clock. I had curfew. Um, somebody got shot on campus my freshman year. It was just a lot of a change lot for me, right? And then I, I had to had the pressure in my house. Like, okay, you know, you might be the first one to graduate, you got to do this. You got your younger cousins watching you. Mm -hmm. And I actually had a mental breakdown my freshman year and I was about to come back. But I was like, "Um, I can't do that because like my younger cousins, they look up to me. And a lot of times it's important for you to have like even a relationship with God, like, you know, because I actually joined a ministry my um, sophomore year in college because I really felt like I was suffering with depression. And a lot of times you don't even really realize when you're suffering from depression because it's like certain things that you do or like, you know, shadow away from everybody, breaking down or like just crying, you know, randomly and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And honestly, um, that was one of the best outlets for me. See, I never
2: seek therapy. See, the problem is a lot of people don't realize that. I'm going to put it out there today. We need y'all. As black men, we need y'all women. We yeah. need y'all to really sit with us, talk to us. Mm-hmm. Sometimes care for us, nurture us. Because that's what's gonna make the difference of the decisions that we make sometimes. If you know you got a woman or someone that's great parent, it's not the same when it's like your mother, because almost like that's your job. Mm-hmm. Right. like somebody that you actually love, you wanna be with, and they're there for you, and they're really like, yo. I got you, my, like I got you, like I'm here with you. Right. Mm-hmm. It makes a difference in your choices in your day. Mm-hmm. Even just a good morning, how are you feeling today? Have a good day today. Check me on me out the day. It mm-hmm. makes a difference. Really, yeah. really Maybe See, That's better.
0: another yeah, way of foreplay, absolutely. too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Get your yeah. shit off I later have, on. You gotta
1: have a mentally, like, yeah. <laughs> if, I feel mental like. Mental stimulation. Mental stimulation. It's like, okay, you know, when you have sex, all right, that's like a what? A one, two, three type thing after About why seven it release. Mm-hmm. It's seven Jesus. minute release. So <laughs> hopefully, hopefully not seven minutes. Hopefully not seven, seven minutes. minutes. Yeah, not seven minutes. Seven Do we need the whole night? Seven, seven minutes. minutes. <laughs> <laughs> <We> go- <laughs>
0: Jesus. Maybe it's just me. Listen, I think seven. I broke it a long time ago. I think I did it to myself. But.
1: Seven minutes?
0: Guys, it, listen. Real, real estate.
1: All right, <laughs> real estate, real estate. Real <laughs> <laughs> estate. No, but what Goodness. I was saying Hold on, we gotta take this drink. I can't get over the
0: seven minutes. Okay. But well, what I was saying
1: is it's so easily to stimulate somebody sexually. Like yeah. that's you know you know what a man like you know how to turn them on real quick. Okay, all right, in seven minutes. If you got seven minutes, nigga, I'm the champ. You could do <laughs> you could do what you got to do in seven minutes, right? But. <laughs> It's they so important them to them. have a man mentally
2: stimulated yeah. throughout
1: the day. Let them know like I'm thinking about you. You know, send a little photo here and it's, there, you know what I mean? Throughout struggle. the day. You know
2: like it's a struggle Yeah, I tell you. Like the shit that <clears throat> shit that we go through as black men every single day is a struggle. Like mm-hmm. it was driving head for me every day. It's like, no law, no bullshit. I'm away here, I show you my phone. My boy's a detective. I, we we went to um College together. He's not a realtor mm-hmm. on the side. You mm-hmm. know nice. So I like put out that boy a very high profile car recently. So he first thing he said was, "Yo, bro, I'm a detective. I know what it is. Come get this shield. Put this shield in the mirror. I shouldn't have to do that,
1: right? Right. right. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Right. Why I got to do
2: that? Right. Because right. they don't got to do it. Right. Why I got to do it because right. the color of my skin." Right. So everything is a struggle. Even being successful the right way is a, still a struggle. Right. You know what I'm saying? Going down the block, yeah. certain yeah. its always a struggle. So, right.
0: and I think that's so sad as how just society is, and it just didn't start. You know what I mean? It's more media stuff now for Should've the most troubles. part. It's like I remember back in the day. This is like ten years ago. Me growing up in Jamaica Queens, I used to see NYPD literally go down the block. Skip right over the hoopties and we'll go to like the Benzes, the BMW's to check and make sure the time is there. Like, hold on. It's a Honda mm-hmm. bum-ass Accord right here. Mm-hmm. Why y'all not looking at this time? Mm-hmm. Like, if you want to be that and start off at $37,000, that's your choice. And, and it's a lot of things, a lot of the times it is, that you know, just the whole judicial system, they got their own issues, too, before they even sign up for this police thing. Like, you got mm-hmm. this little punk-ass <clears throat> badge, mm-hmm. and now here you are antagonizing people that, oh, you're mad because you got to do all of this and not making, it, or just, you're too scared. How it is it is that you did stuff? A lot of people are scary. Mm-hmm. A lot of people have their mind conditioned hood dudes. They'll rather put the money into the street. They'll put the ten grand into the street before it is that they do into something that's legal mm-hmm. that you can actually flip around because they're scary.
2: They don't they don't know any better. You know you can't you can't be mad at a person what they don't know or they don't understand. What you know if, if you was raised to cook chicken a certain way you gonna cook it a certain way. Right. But like somebody come with a complete the chicken is the same chicken. But there's so mm-hmm. many different ways of cooking it. Mm-hmm. So I can't be mad <clears throat> at a person that cooks their stew chicken like this or a person that made their barbecue like this. Right. Mm-hmm. That's all they know. Now, but if we know better, we do better. We teach them how to do better. Right. But let me mm-hmm. give you some gems. So real estate, right?
0: Mm-hmm. There we go. Mm-hmm. That's gem number
2: one. <laughs> What's going to happen in 2020 was this for COVID, right? So here's the problem. Here's not the problem. Here's what we have going on. COVID shut down. Shut down the courts. Before Courts were shut down. We had about 700,000 people in, in New York City that were looking for homes across from Staten Island, Brooklyn, Bronx, all the way to Suffolk County, Nassau County, both mm-hmm. from New York. Courts closed, <clears throat> meaning that no full took place for an entire year and a half. None.
1: Mm-hmm. So
2: folks courts are backed up through the zoo wall right now. So you have 700,000 people that limited, limited access for homes as it is. Mm-hmm. Then you have another... One point million people from Manhattan and Brooklyn, all these places, that now decided that COVID happened. Why the fuck am I in a building? I'm stuck in this one bedroom, two bedroom apartment building. Yep. No backyard no none. So all these people that got money now want to move out to the islands, to Suffolk County, whatever. Mm-hmm. So now we went from having we went from having a seven hundred thousand dollar void to fill to now a two million dollar void to fill. Two <sighs> two million people to fill void in New York City. Mm-hmm. So. What happened is When you used to have 20 houses for sale You only have 5 or 6 So now you have Triple the amount of people Trying to bid on one house I haven't had a house That stayed on the market More than 24 hours What? In the past year man Was there bidding war? A lot of bidding Bidding wars wars, Going on? Like It's to the point now Where people are buying my houses Before As I buy them Meaning that mm-hmm. I'm buying them oh. and my realtors are calling me, Did you buy that house yet? I'm like, Yeah, I just bought it in Baldwin. They're like, All, mm-hmm. All right, cool, I got to buy it for it.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> me and him was going wow. back and forth, Dewey, last year. And we you know like, what I'm he like, Yo, there's so much going on with this real people. are still buying the home. It's
2: so crazy. Like- and then here's another thing, too. <laughs> A lot of people, because we were forced to go. So, when we spoke about debt to income ratio earlier? It was about how much you make and the payment and everything like that. But right. in Baldwin, mm-hmm. what happened is now, lifestyle. The lifestyle changed when the people were locked in. Guess what? You used to go out have a drink on the weekends, go out with your girl, brunch. That's two hundred, three hundred, four hundred dollar, hundred dollars. Quick. So now you look at us and an niggas extra mad month, at and a two hundred dollar day. Now that's you got extra money to put to that's six it. months of <laughs> not spending. Mm-hmm. People realize like holy shit, I saved extra $20, 30 grand, twenty mm-hmm. grand. Right. So now you got people that didn't want to get a house. Now they're like, I'm sitting on all this money now. I, I want to buy a house. I want to buy a house now. Between them and their spouse, saved up so much money and realized it, what they really want.
0: Right. And now we want to party in the house because right. we don't really yeah. want to be right here, so We are our
2: issue. You got another, we are our problem. You have another set of people. So you got the people that want to get out of the buildings. Mm-hmm. Now you got the people that saved up money that has money saved because it was sitting on money. Then right. you got the other 700000 So now you got a $2 point something million of people to feed of houses right now. Guess mm-hmm. what's going to happen? Courts are going to open up this year. It's going to be an investor's heaven for the next five years.
0: But it's gonna be somebody's hell too. No. Because those if, houses
2: are gonna foreclose regardless.
0: Are they are they currently being occupied by families?
2: So what happened is this the foreclosure that was gonna happen two years ago, okay. They're already been done. Okay. This is before COVID. Okay. They just stopped it because the people that are actually gonna that's still in their house right now, COVID gave them an extra two years to get their shit together. Mm-hmm. You know what so, I'm saying? So. so they should be stacking money. They have no mortgage. They were in the house, probably working. They should be ready to get enough of their own house or do the right thing right now. Right. Mm-hmm. So when the bank and the sheriffs go go, it's time to go.
1: Mm-hmm. So now what's
2: gonna happen is this when the fluctuation of properties open, the doors open up, you're gonna have all these houses for investors to buy to fill with clients that's ready.
0: So is this do you think it's gonna be more of a buyer's market or a seller's it's market? It's still gonna be a
2: seller's market. Because the mindset of people is not going to change. Mm-hmm. People right. are already stuck in the mindset. I don't want to be in the city. Just the inventory I just want to be in Long Island. So it's, it's going to be more inventory. Instead of having 20 people at the house, might have 10. But that's still a lot. Mm-hmm. You know right. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So that's going to make the bubble for the next five years just go. Just go, mm-hmm. just go, just go, just go, just go, just go, just go. Right. So I tell anybody that's in real estate or looking to be a new realtor, this is the time to get into it. Because you're getting clients by the day. Mm-hmm. You're closing deals by the day, and I'm talking about these. I, I got a, I got a one realtor. He made like seventy some thousand last month. She's a new realtor.
0: Mm, wow, so a new
2: guy. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, this is what's gonna happen from here. The entire United States for the next five. This is gonna take five years to fill, and that's just New York. That's two million house that wow. to fill. Imagine Georgia, sure. Connecticut, DC, mm-hmm. New Jersey. There's no houses, and this is just the East Coast. <laughs> Mm-mm. This is no houses, yeah. Especially with states where a lot of buildings are. Mm-hmm. That's what that's what, that's what's happening. Real, real estate right now is retarded. It's ridiculous right now. Mm-mm-mm. You know. Well, you My said friend, it. So she we just
1: got her it. real estate license. So
0: oh, you said it too. So there's Shut two up, more no. drinks. We can definitely continue this conversation, but we gotta hit you with our nightcap. Okay. So our nightcap is basically just the wrap-up of the show. We just like to drop a few gems like you was just dropping to Short. the people, so I hey, hope y'all listen. you hey, better listen. Play it back like four times. <laughs> right. Try one more time again. Right. And definitely when we get our Patreon up and going, we're, we're going to bring you back. Yes, so that we can have a longer conversation because this information definitely needs to get out there mm-hmm. to people like us. Like you know, there's there's so many opportunities for us, and then everything now with the whole Black Lives Matter thing, everybody's betting mm-hmm. on black. So yeah. definitely, we we got to yeah. definitely have you back. But um, I'll go first. What I what my nightcap would be for this conversation? Um, check on your people, especially your men even if you got to put them in the headlock sometime. (laughs) (laughs) And don't be scared to inquire about owning your own, even if it's a two-bedroom condo or something. Don't be afraid to inquire because you never know what you can do. I'm a product of that because I never thought that I'll have a house. I never even cared to own a house. Right. But now as I am a homeowner and knowing the benefits of being a homeowner, digging that that dirt up was just nothing. And we we knocking down bamboo now. Yeah. Right. So, if you're in Richmond and you want some bamboo, mm-hmm. it is free. You just got to come with your own chainsaw, okay? Yes. I like
1: <laughs> you, girl. Um my my nightcap is um Never assume that everybody's okay, no matter how strong they may have seen or come across. Um, no matter how busy they are, please check in on your people. Mm-hmm. And like Brittany said, don't be scared to make a little money. You know, if you want to hit up my boy Real Estate Main, you want to get into that real estate, holla at him and how can they find you before you go? Um,
2: Instagram, HGTV underscore main underscore power Homes.
1: So Okay, and we'll have that in the
0: description as well. But, Sophie, what nightcap do you have for us, baby girl? Baby girl. Just <laughs> like it is, that check on your people, man. It's a big It's a big deal. Pay attention. If you paid attention enough to your people, you realize something is off. Because I was one of those people who always checked in on people. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't checking over. They're like, yo, Sophie, I need you. Realize I'm not checking on you for a reason. I'm not right. That's why it is that I'm not checking on you. I got some shit going on. You need to hit me finally to see what it is that I'm going through. Right. And for us, it's just black people, it's like, it's okay to be and quit, like, ask. Like we were like, we want to know everything. It's okay to not know everything. Right. Hit your man like yo, okay, I got a couple dollars. You starting up this. How is it that I get involved in this? Don't try and use YouTube. Your man is doing the same <laughs> thing. Right. Like, I Google it and use YouTube. Right. Hit your man. Support your, your people. Same, support man. your people. They support, yeah. A lot of people support strangers but won't support their own people. Yeah.
2: Facts. Facts. Um to sum it up, I would just say like don't be afraid to go after what you want if you want to get into the real estate business, just do it. It's not hard. You know, it's just a matter of time and hard work. Um, For where I'm at now, I would have never thought I would have been here. But as you go, you meet so much amazing people, like... Some of my best friends and the most people that I'm, I'm with to this day that I talk to every day are from real estate. That I met them through, and they're amazing people. And everybody wants to do it; they're just afraid to do it. Mm-hmm. Everybody thinks that you gotta have this amount of money to do it. Mm-hmm. There are hedge funds that are giving you money to do this shit. Right. There are multi-billion-dollar companies lending money right. to, to for you to make money. They need to spend the money. Mm-hmm. You know, don't don't feel free to inquire, ask questions. Like, just go for it. Mm-hmm. I'd say, just go for it.
0: Right. Right, Dope. so you heard them. Go for it, y'all. Go for it. Go hard or go home. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so we want to thank y'all for joining us. I want to thank you, Real Estate Maine, yes. for blessing us. Thank you. Thank, thank, you. You. thank you, thank you. Thank you. And I'm Brittany. You can follow me at ProvocatorB on
1: Instagram. And I'm Kaylani. You can follow me at LooksByK. That's L-O-O-K-S-X-K-A-Y. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: And I am Philosophy. Let me spell it for you, slow niggas. P H I L O underscore S O P H Y. I'm there. I, you know, I'm still on OnlyFans, Trophy Sophie. I'm everywhere, everywhere. Say them I'm tennis. <laughs> the <same.
2: laughs> and I'm Maine, HGTV main on um, HGTV underscore Maine underscore Paul Holmes. Right. Uh, yes. Ask me any questions, DM me. I always respond to everybody. I treat everybody the same.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Well, let's end this thing with real estate. And we will see you next week on another episode of Let Us Sip. Thank you for listening to Let Us Sip. Please remember to subscribe wherever you get your podcast from. And if you like what you heard, leave us a comment. If you feel like we can do better, leave us a comment too. But be respectful. We read everything and only want to grow. So thanks again for your love and support. And we will see you next week.